Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. For an old guy, I can't believe he has the aptitude to still keep up with new music. Welcome back to What Is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hour number two, getting kick-started. You know what? It's some hard rock. It's because the man's back in the seat. Gus Tutel riding shotgun with me here on hour number two. You missed anything in hour number one? A whole bunch of great guests for you. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, Chris Chinovitsky, Grizz Soccer Coach, Trayton Pickering, Montana State Bobcat Senior Tight End, and Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Grizz Hockey Team. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. You haven't cut your hair, you haven't worn any uh, new clothes lately, so what else has been going on? Welcome I, back, man. Ryan Tutel, by the way. I didn't even know if I said that. You you did. It's great to be back. It's great to look as good as I look. Everybody on ESPN <laughs> Radio, you get to hear me, and that's great. But if you're watching on SWX, I'll tell you what, the two-for-one, when you get the audio and the visual, you are welcome. Well, this has been a fun activity that we've been doing. I had this great... Uh, 100 Greatest Sports Heroes book, but it was, from the, it was from 1954. So it was a great exercise in who do you who remember? Who was amazing at, in 1954 right, before? Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just such a great exercise in how things resonate through time. Because mm. I'd say about 30% of the book, or I'd say about one-third, you're like, oh, yeah, Babe Ruth, Sugar Ray Robinson, right. you know, Jack Dempsey. You still know their names. Easy. You can tell people about them. Jackie Robinson, you know, all those sorts of, you know, Ted Williams, Ty Cobb. Then about a third of them, oh, I kind of remember that. And then a third of them, nothing. You knew nothing about these people. <laughs> and they're like unbelievable athletes. It was so fun going through it. So our, our next exercise has been going through this great book, Montana Greats, from A to Z, the uh, greatest athletes from 264 Montana communities. So uh, our athlete today, our town today, rather, and then the athlete associated with it is Augusta, Montana, one of my favorite Beautiful. small towns in Montana. Michelle Howe Cobb was Jeff Welsh's choice. Uh, take a look at the state record books for block shots, and one name stands out 15 times. That's the number of slots Howe Cobb holds for blocks in a single game from her record of 16 set in 2007 and 2008 and matched the next season all the way down six times to the time she recorded 11. Not surprisingly, Howe Cobb holds the state's career block shots record with 455. She has three of the top five single season marks of all time. And the six foot one post averaged nearly a triple double two different times in her career because of all of her block shots. She went on to sign with MSU Northern, where she was a great scholar athlete. Now Michelle Whitmore, uh, she graduated from the University of Washington School of Medicine and is a physician's assistant in Haver. I I can't believe all the the things you learn in the world. It, you, there is a lot to learn in the world is, when is, you cast is, that wide of the net. Is yes, Augusta, Montana? Where does it rank in small town? What is your favorite small town in Montana? Well, I mean, I am I'm a little bit partial at the moment to Polson, I gotta say. Uh, but when you get on the Rocky Mountain front, I mean, 
forget about it. From you go Augusta, Shoto, Depuyer above that, which right. is essentially just Buffalo Joe's Steakhouse <laughs> and then a bunch of ranch land. I mean, it's it's amazing up there. So that whole run is spectacular. Um, I think Eureka is really cool. Eureka like, when is you really get up cool. there eight miles from Canada, but a very like community community oriented little town, which you know many of these towns certainly are. Uh, but it's up there, and of course, the spectacular setting, and even by Montana standards, kind of out of the way. Like you really got to be going there to get there if you're trying to get to uh, Eureka up there in the northwest corner. So that that's certainly on my list. But Augusta, I mean. Come on. Yeah, you're going to do better than uh, that. Augusta's pretty darn good. I, I'd say, like, uh, it's hard to say, like, the actual definitive favorite, but I, I would say on my power rankings, Augusta's on there for sure. Fort Benton mm. is a really, really good one. I really love Fort Benton, just the setting and the beauty and, and all that. Three Forks is a good one. I know people don't really think of it because it's not so much off the beaten path. It's just right it's off the close. highway, yeah, yeah, yeah. close to Bozeman. But Three Forks is a pretty cool Montana town, I too. love Three Forks, and I love the state park, too, to actually oh, go yeah. to think, my goodness, this is the headwaters of the whole Missouri right here. I mean, <laughs> how great is that? Just give me my inner tube and let me go. Well, you mentioned Polson, uh, Ryan Tutel in studio with us. It's our ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls uh, of Missoula. You, you've been you've been making your way, making your life up there. So how's it been going? Yeah, we kind of we ran out of gas, and there we were in Polson. <laughs> so we've been trying to figure it out for um, two years. I actually I moved into a house a a, a, a month step ago, for you. four weeks ago. I haven't lived in a home in three years, so I. I'm getting accustomed to this, like, all this space. The doors are big enough for me to walk through without turning sideways, which I have not had for quite some time living in a trailer. And uh, I, uh, I'm i enjoying it very much. And also, uh, as you know, but four weeks ago also, the day after we moved in, literally we moved in on Saturday, on Sunday, my wife Tina Went into labor. So we got it. Her brand new baby uh, who uh, who knows nothing other than the luxurious life of a home with indoor plumbing. And so we are having a, a grand time up there uh, for for uh, for the time being. And, uh, yes, of course, we have no idea what we're actually doing. So we're just enjoying it day by day. That's, uh, that's what I love is that uh, you guys, you know. The, the the no plan is the best plan, that's right. and, and you're just living a life of love, and that's what it's all about. Congratulations to you. Congratulations Thank to your you. family. Yes. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet uh, the little baby. Ton to talk about today. We're going to play a little blindside. This is a game, <laughs> actually, that precedes me. This was created by uh, Ryan and Tucker Sargent. This is, uh, this is when they really, really had a ton of stuff to talk about, so they really wanted to make sure to, to get it all in with some you know unprepared questions. Mm. We'll go all the way around the world of sports on this, but before we get into any football conversation, i got to ask you, what did you think of the bombshell trade in the NBA today? Man. Damian Lillard released from Portland. I should say traded from Portland, but I mean released in, in the fact that he's not in Portland anymore. That seemed to be a big point of consternation for him. I don't know how the Milwaukee Bucks figured out a way to swing this deal, but they did, and uh, now all of a sudden a championship contender is fortified. Well, I'm going to tell you this: couple things for me. Um, I, I I would be lying if I said I had followed this super closely. Of course, we knew for months that Damian Lillard had requ- requested a trade, and while I have loved Damian Lillard in Portland, you understand it's a rebuild. He gave his heart and soul to that organization for you know a decade. And he deserves to have an opportunity somewhere else to go win, which is going, you know, it's a reload. It's a reboot in Portland now. 
We heard his first trade request was to Miami. It made all the sense in the world when you talk about heat culture and the type of player and the type of professional that we know Damian Lillard is. Then all of a sudden it shifts, and now it's Toronto that everything's hearing about. And then I just heard today, I'm listening to ESPN Radio. How about that? How about that? And, you know, I hear them, okay, he's been traded. I caught it, started kind of in the middle where they're already having this conversation. I'm like, okay, well, it's it's got to be Toronto because that's the last place I heard. And then I hear, no, it's Milwaukee, which I had never even once even heard reference, not even as like a a, 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 a hypothetical possibility. I am thrilled that he's going to Milwaukee. And by the way, um, he is going to Milwaukee, obviously, with with Giannis, uh, but also Chris Milton. I mean, when you land a guy like yeah. Damian Lillard, you're going to have to give up a lot. And they did. They gave up draft, future draft picks, unprotected picks. They gave up Drew Holiday, who was phenomenal. I mean, I don't think a lot of people who necessarily, you know, don't follow the NBA or don't follow the Bucks specifically understand how good Drew Holiday has been in Milwaukee and totally. what he has been as a point guard for them, both directions. I mean, he's he if he was who he is in Milwaukee, in LA or New York or wherever, he would be he would be on the tip of everybody's tongue as all NBA type level player. So it's that's a significant loss. But when you talk about a guy with the pedigree of Damian Lillard on the back end, but still at at in considerable powers. He may be on the back end of even his prime, but he is he is an all-star level game-changing yes. type of player to this day. With those two other guys, that's that's championship. That's championship level stuff and I think this has two prongs to it. One, it's getting Damian Lillard there, and two, it's keeping Giannis that's right. there. I mean, Giannis he comes, you know, we, we've seen his story. Maybe you've seen the movie, you know, on Disney. Okay, of course, of course, born in Africa, immigrates to Greece, doesn't really have papers, trying to figure it out. So he's not coming from a background that's the, you know, the uh, American background where he can go to Milwaukee and not have predispositions about what it is to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, compared to some of the glitzy, glamour cities in, in America where guys want to go, whether it's L.A., New York, Miami, what what have you. Damian Lillard has a little of that, too, mm-hmm. in, in a very different way. But going to Weber State, then being in a bit of an NBA outpost in Portland, Oregon, he can go to Milwaukee as well, and those guys can just be I think, happy and appreciate where they are when the basketball is what they want it to be, which is, I think, their number one concern, not some of the extracurricular stuff that you get, you know, from some guys. So I'm I'm thrilled about it. I also was at the NBA championship in Milwaukee when the Bucks won it in tw- 21 against the Suns. <laughs> so now I'm like, I was at the parade. I'm standing there watching Giannis carry his MVP trophy around. And so, of course, I'm thrilled. Well, I mean, we had you on when you were kicking it in the Deer District. So uh, certainly that was a, a fun memory to be had. If you listen to the show consistently, you know, like I always remind you, NBA rosters are not like NBA 2K. You can't just assemble a whole bunch of great players and roll them out there. You have to have some sort of continuity. Mm. Of all the combinations of superstars you could make in the NBA, though, I do think that among the best ones you could have is Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think they're wired similarly. I think they both are fiercely competitive. I think it's about winning, first and foremost, beyond brand and image and all the other stuff that a lot of the other prima donna superstars in the NBA fall into. And uh, I also think that the one knock on Damian Lillard is that, I mean, he's 
truly one of the great offensive players in the league and has been. He's an okay to subpar defensive player. Well, guess what? Now you're playing with one of the great defensive players of all time in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you add that then with Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was sort of the second. When Chris Middleton's your number two, you're still going to be a playoff contender, but you're not this overwhelming favorite. Now Chris Middleton's your number three. I think Middleton is one of those few guys that can bump from two to three, and you're still really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, again, I think Chris Middleton is underrated that's true. for what he does. They did win with Chris Middleton as no, the that's number right. two. Want a chance? That's right. They, got, that's they right. have a ring on their fingers that's with right. Chris Middleton as the number two guy. Here's the other thing, too. The best shooting tandem in the league is in Golden State. We know that. When healthy. Right now, show me number two that ain't Milwaukee. That's because right. Chris Middleton is lights out. He does not get the love he get, he deserves as just a pure shooter of the basketball and a scorer from beyond the arc. And Dame is in the conversation with Steph and Clay for the best range in the league. For sure. It's eternal where he can <laughs> shoot from. So when you put both of those guys then to spread the floor like that with Giannis doing whatever he does with his, I think it's a 43-foot wingspan, <laughs> then you you have the makings of something special. And look, man, we've had we've seen a lot of teams in the offseason that we thought were going to be special, be great, and it fizzles for whatever reason. But to your point, from a mentality standpoint, it doesn't look that way. And certainly on the floor, it doesn't look that way. So, barring injury, this is this is the real deal. Ron is now to tell Nuana's version. Ryan Tutel sitting shack out with us. It's our ESPN roundtable. Presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls got 22 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus food and drink specials each and every day of the week. Go check them out there on the south side of Missoula. 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Let's play a little blindside. Oh, boy. Just for just for fun's sake, we're not going to have uh, – I was going to say let's do NFL blindside and then Big Sky blindside, but let's just go back and forth. This is just football blindside. It could be NFL or Big Sky. This will help th- these boys with the editing purposes, you know, so we can replay it tomorrow on La Radio. You That's can always find do. the ESPN Roundtable uh, during the noon hour each Thursday on ESPN Radio uh, as well. We'll start with an NFL question, though. This is a this is a, just a very simple one. Who right now, three weeks in, is the best team in the National Football League? Miami. You, you, you think? Because I think there's three candidates. Miami, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that two of those are more tried and true, or I guess more proven. In, in uh, They've been good for the last couple of years in Philly and San Fran, but Miami is definitely absolutely rolling teams. You didn't ask me who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. You didn't ask me who I think is quote-unquote built for the long haul. You asked me three weeks into the season who's the best team in the league, and the best team in the league to me is the Miami Dolphins. Um, you and I can play defense for Miami and win 17 games. <laughs> As it stands right well, now. The As best, it stands right now. The best part is they're good on defense, too. That's the thing. They actually are good. I mean, Xavier Howard is is a top-five corner in this league. Jalen Phillips they, is a great pass rusher. Their, their entire front is outstanding, although it is insane how good the fronts in the NFL are. I, I mean, mean, if you just start looking around from Washington to Philadelphia to, to San Francisco to Dallas to my – I mean – there, there's no scrubs, man. There, there's none. Brooks Owens and I always talk about this. There's the narrative that the national media pushes is quarterback-driven league that's all about offense. The quarterback is certainly the most important position in the NFL and in all of professional sports. There's no question about it. 
But the reason that the quarterback is the most important position is because of how ferocious the fronts are. What I've been watching in the NFL the first three weeks is that an unbelievable offensive scheme and unbelievable quarterback play can get you over the top and get you, you know, the 28 to 30 points a game. But everybody in the league is playing crazy defense, man. Mm-hmm. There is great fronts across the board. Even bad teams have great fronts. I don't even yeah. know if Washington's very good, and they have a great defensive front. That's right. But that's everybody, man. And I think that it's an undertold narrative. I think that the the guys up front don't get marketed and uh, and and promoted as much as the quarterbacks. And I think that they're they're not quite on equal importance, but. The pass rush and the way to get pressure is, is I think, the the most impactful thing in the NFL other than having Patrick Mahomes. Well, if Chase Young keeps doing post-game interviews with his shirt off, he's going to get all the endorsements there <laughs> of the world. I mean, let, I mean, this dude is just incredible. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, at Cleveland, I mean... Oh man, Cleveland's <laughs> lights out on defense across the board. It's not just the it's, front; they got a great secondary. They're so they're nasty. You on just defense. keep going, but that all that to say is, um, I got San Francisco two, yeah, and Philly three, yep. Um, Philadelphia actually, what they've done on the field this year is not up to what they were a year ago. Now, granted, they went to the Super Bowl, but I think a lot of times we look at teams and they're basically everybody back. Yeah. You go, well, we know they're good. So and they're three and oh. I mean, it's not like they're bad. Sure. But you you sit there and you go, well, we, we know they're gonna figure it out because we know what this group is. But if you're just if you're isolating these three games and you never watch football in your life and you watch the Eagles and everybody else, yeah. you probably have them as a top ten team, but you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily say, Oh, they've been dominant. You know what I mean? Except they they did dominate Minnesota, I must say. But other than that, sorry, I actually didn't even remember this. I didn't mean to do that to <laughs> Vikings fan over here. Uh, but oh, the, there's, 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 there's nothing left for me. No, there isn't. All, all I have now there, is there to just is to just be confirmed in how right I have been at Kirk Cousins being the worst quarterback you know, situation in the NFL. First of all, it ain't. It is because of how much he gets paid. Oh, my man. It, Give me Andy Dalton every day of the week. How about Garrett Wilson? You want to do or <laughs> how about Zach Wilson? You want to trade those two out for each other? Have a nice day. <laughs> so um, I would not take Zach Wilson over uh, over. You're right. You're right. The New York the New York Jets have the worst quarterback situation in the league now that Aaron Rodgers uh, Achilles yeah, popped. Yeah. Well, you know, four good plays. Um, <laughs> but right I, before the fall, I, I think. I mean, how I, seventy points? And it's also, by the way, I mean, there is no scenario by which an NFL team should score 70 points against an NFL defense. It just should not happen. It barely happens in college. Well, it's, it's quite where, literally never happened in the modern NFL. There's right. only been two other 70-point games. And they were in the, and one was in 66 and one was in yeah. 1940. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially we've never seen this. Well, you and I literally have never seen That's this. That's right. Um, we're still looking for your birth certificate. But, but also, Denver, yeah, I could be 100. <laughs> I feel like I might be. Um, the, uh, the Broncos... Are, are supposed to have, like, a pretty okay defense. Like, they have some really good players on that side of the ball, and they just got, I mean, embarrassed in a way that you don't see in the league. I mean, straight up humiliated. I mean, and it's, it was, that's what happens when you talk smack all offseason like Sean Payton. Well, and I do think Sean Payton, you know. What, <laughs> Here's one for he, you. He's... he's he has not done himself any favors. As an NFC North guy, you're going to love this. Yeah. 
The Chicago Bears are awful. They're significant. <laughs> they're significantly so worse. They're significantly worse than the Vikings. They are absolutely one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're worse than they were last year. They host the Denver Broncos on on Sunday in a matchup. I mean, this is the toilet bowl. This is the two worst teams in the league so far. And the Broncos are favored. Three and a half point favorites at yeah. Soldier Field. <laughs> I mean, well, unreal. That's I, I do think Russell Wilson at this point is still better than Justin Fields. And, I mean, <laughs> uh, you talk about ruining a quarterback. Oh, man. I poor mean, kid. J- Justin Fields is is good. Like, he's got it in him. Zach Wilson does not have it in him. <laughs> no, that's right. It doesn't. It's not there. It's not he there. He hasn't been ruined. He's not good. <laughs> Justin Fields... Has talent. I mean, he's ripping off 150-yard rushing games. For, totally. And can make stuff happen and do. I mean, just. I mean, one of them threw 50 touchdowns at Ohio State and was in the college football playoff. The other one barely made a bowl in the Mountain West. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how anybody thought that Zach Wilson was going to be good. Well, I mean, I don't know. He, I mean, you know, quarterbacking is a lot more than physical tools. He can throw a football, no question about no, that's that. Fine. But it's it's easier to do just alone in the yard. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Tad Television, and the ESPN MT app. A quote from Mike McDaniels today. He said, you're going to do the, this is, that's Miami's coach for those that haven't been paying attention. We're going to do the opposite of what everybody else has been doing. It's the only way to innovate, break the rules on what the previous coaches have taught. If you're following the rules, the defense will always have the advantage. Who does that sound like the opposite of? (laughs) (laughs) Well... At the professional or college level? At the college level in the town that we sit in here yeah. in Missoula, okay. Montana. Well, I would say that sounds very different from, from what Coach Houck has said. And uh, I was also going to say Bill Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> Those right. were my two answers. So, so let's let's go to the Big Sky Ricks okay. then. What, I've already bloviated about this for hours on this show and on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. What, in your mind, are the missing ingredients right now for the Montana Grizzlies coming off of I think arguably or maybe even inarguably the worst loss to a Big Sky team in Bobby Houck's tenure. Yeah, and they've had a couple bad ones. Like, this isn't the only bad one, but this is the worst of the bunch. Yep. Um, the ones of, like, historical nature, though. I mean, like, when Bob Stitt lost at Northern Colorado, first time Northern Colorado, mm-hmm. those are the ones that you want. I mean, obviously, it's it's such uh, low-hanging fruit to say, of course, those are the ones you want to avoid. But, like... When the headline across the country reads, NAU beats Montana for the first time as Bobby Houck is the head coach, those are the things you, you got to just try to figure out and not to yeah. let it not happen. And look, man, this is a weird one because Montana hasn't looked great this season, but they are 3-0 and heading into this last game. Right. Sorry. 3-1 and now, obviously. Um, but the game seemed to affirm a lot of the things that Grizz fans would be very worried about. And that is that That's right. they don't have the horses. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 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 a couple good players on the Grizzlies football mm-hmm. team, no question. But as a team, as a group, this looks like this looks like there are missing elements at basically every level, both sides of the ball, just physically speaking. And add to that very questionable effort. And I realize you're at seven thousand feet. You know, in Flagstaff, and that that certainly can and does play a role. But I mean, they gave up seven sacks and had zero sacks of their own. I mean, this is this was this was a this was a true team loss. 
Coulter. Like, this wasn't a guy or a particular side of the ball that didn't carry their water. They talk about great right. team wins. This was a full team defeat. And it, to me, starts and circles back and ends on the sideline. That's right. And so what they're missing in terms of the component parts is more of a byproduct to me and secondary than what seems to have been lost when it comes to the building of a team and then the the motivating and being ready to play and the game plan. Just right. the flat-out football side of this. Right. Well, I mean, last year... I don't know. This is one of the most. There's a lot of about this that's perplexing to me. One of the most perplexing parts of this whole thing to me is that while you would never consider Bobby Houck an offensive coach, when he first came back in 2018, that team had a lot of holes in it, particularly in terms of the style that he wanted to play compared to the roster he inherited. Mm. But they were good at times on offense in 2018, and they were great for most of 2019 right. on offense. That's right. I mean, Dalton Sneed. He's a professional quarterback. If, if not for some off-the-field stuff, he's going to play in the CFL. He's still playing professional football in the indoor league. They have a pro-wide receiver in Samari Torre, another pro-wide receiver in Sammy Akam, who's playing in the USFL. Marcus Knight scoring 25 touchdowns. That's a team that could roll up 40, 50 points on everybody. Then the pandemic happens, and then they come out in the 2021 season, and the offense is completely non-creative. It's completely lacking identity. They got nothing in the offensive uh, reserves. But you can lean into the best special teams in the country, and you can lean into a lights-out defense that's not going to let anything anybody mm-hmm. get anywhere on anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, now they still have no identity on offense. They still have nothing to lean into offensively. But for whatever reason, they lost all that other stuff they used to be able to use as a crutch. Mm-hmm. The defense looked average at best, and if you can't if you can't get first downs, if you're two of thirteen on third down and you got no first, you got eleven first downs in an entire football game. You better have a defense that's going to pitch a shutout. Instead, they had a defense that was giving up trick plays and all these different things. And then the one thing that I didn't know if it could erode, I didn't think it was possible because I do think that for all the different criticisms you could have of Bobby Houck as a, a head football coach in this day and age, because I think his last era was unimpeachable. I mean, 80 and 17 is an undeniable string of success. Seven straight Big Sky titles has never been done, and I don't think it'll ever be done again. Mm-hmm. But you could always say that his special teams were among, if not the best, in the United States of America at the FCS level. Mm-hmm. Now I got a pump blocked on on Saturday, and the head ball coach has no explanation for that. That's a fundamental breakdown in the communication within the organization. So that's where I'm, I'm – if you were a Grizz fan follower, that's where I'd be concerned. The offensive struggles are actually nothing new. There's a whole bunch – that's a referendum on a whole bunch of different elements of your program. Right. But when the defense is making errors and the special teams is all of a sudden getting punt blocked, now all of your advantages against your big-sky opponents are erased, and that's how you go lose to a, a team that hadn't didn't have a win until last week. The other thing, too, and this is a, a broad sort of uh, uh, assessment, observation, one team – was excited to be playing football That's on right. Saturday. I mean, and, and and I get the whole thing of like, hey, you know, the Grizz is going to take everybody's best shot. And there is some there is some truth to that. I mean, the, Montana's got the, the best resources probably in the country, still close to it, top five for sure. Great stadium, great community support, all of that kind of stuff. And in that respect, they are the big kid on the block. Not so much on the field this moment in time, but just in general. Sure. And Chris Ball, give him credit, he had his boys wound up, and they flew around, and they were ready to go. 
One thing that it seems like Coach Houck over the course of his tenure, both before and now, has certainly had is effort. You know, he talks about toughness all the time. And you see, especially defensively, dudes hitting, flying around, Play with bouncing, the on fire. getting after it. That wasn't there. It just flat out wasn't there. There was a couple individual guys in a couple individual moments. But as a team, it was it was stark how much For more sure. interested in playing football the Lumberjacks were than the Grizzlies on Saturday. And again, that is a that is a program level problem. That's right. And you know, here's Especially the, when that's one of the, the fundamental things that you have built your program upon. That's right. And I I also think it's a weird it's a weird thing though also to assess. It's not quantitative. Right, hmm. you can't assign number values to this. You can look at the sacks both directions and go, "Well, what's going on here?" But nobody's going out there and thinking, ah, "Today's my eighty-five percent effort day." That's right. Like every kid out there is is going and and trying to play at their top level. The job, from an effort standpoint, of the coaches is to ensure that that top level is in fact the closed gap of potential that you are in fact excited and happy and motivated to go play in a way that allows you to have the emotion and sort of the energy that is requisite to play football at a high level. And again, it was not present on Saturday. More football related blindside right after this. ESPN roundtable with Ryan Tutelt probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula, Paradise Falls, Located at 3621 Brook Street. Great place to gather with family and friends alike. They have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. One of the most diverse menus in the Garden City. Go check them out there at 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. More with Ryan Tutel right on the other side. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah. but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. The day the 90s died. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN oh, Radio, SWX Montana that Television. That is such a weak take. You barely <laughs> made it into the 90s. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh Ryan Tutel joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Have you, uh, I know the answer is no, but have you watched the Music Box documentary about Woodstock 99? Uh, no. I always just. I am aware of it. I, I, sure. I know what it is. And I, always I know just, the general I always thrust just of it. tease, you know, because that was like the song that got the crowd really growing, and then Limp Biscuit comes on there, and then all of a sudden everybody's rioting. Maybe and, that was the moment the 90s uh, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just know you love that. I know you love the corn. I do. Well, there. Let me tell you something. What's what's our good buddy Robert Chase's absolute mantra when it comes to seeing live bands? If the band has been together for twenty five plus years, it doesn't matter what you think of them. Go see them. So I went and saw Corn after, yep. and every, uh, well, you know, all these old guys doing whatever, dude. They're unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, you just got it. And is it? It's not my absolute number one. Like you know. 
style of music that I would listen to. But they are great. And also, like, the back half of their... I don't know how many records they've done. Probably a dozen, 14 yeah. unique studio albums. Yep. Full, full-length full deals. Most people wouldn't be able to talk to you about the back half of those records. Totally. There is so much fire in the last 15 years of corn. Not all of it. There's, there's you know... Sure. Anybody who puts out that much music, there are going to be some misses in there. But believe me, the hits are well worth the misses. So... Don't talk to me about that. I'm 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 for it. I'm on I'm on with corn. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's a wing it Wednesday. We usually do this in the first hour, but we were so jam-packed with four different guests. So we'll do it here in the second hour. I know our great friend Brian, the king of wings down there at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, is uh listening and he texted to tell you hello. This oh. is this is our this was BC. I, I shouldn't even say our. This was the first sponsor ever of, of right. talk radio on ESPN from, Radio in Missoula some 11 years ago when you first started doing Tuesdays with Tutel. So from 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 way way back, you've been very very good to us, to this, to you, and uh, our thanks to him and also the community because I, it, it's it's my opinion. If those wings go away, we don't have a city anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just think that that's kind of, it's all part of the foundation, the whole thing. <laughs> Wicked Wednesday, presented by the Despero Sports Tavern and Grill. You want a dozen wings to the Despo? Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number four. Call right now, 406-888-1029. All right, so we're doing Big Sky and more like just football in general blindside. Give me one. What do you got? What do you want to know? What do you need to know? Okay. Montana State, South Dakota State, yeah. lived up to the absolute billing. It did. And accepting NDSU from this conversation, I mean, that looked like certainly a championship caliber type of football game. Yep. Who has the chance to get the most better from that spot, mm-hmm. which was like week two, mm-hmm. to let's say the start of the playoffs? It's a great question. I mean, I think that the easy answer is Montana State just because South Dakota State's so good. I mean, I've watched that game five times because <laughs> that's why I asked you because well, I knew that right. would be the but, case. But I mean, but but <laughs> but you have to though because when you really, I mean, when you're doing performance evaluations and you're breaking down positions and position groups and stuff like that, yeah. a lot of times it's really hard to do when a team is completely outmatching another team. Like watching Montana State versus Stetson, I watched not even one half of that game mm-hmm. because that's there's no point in me even trying to tune in. I'm covering a different game. I'm at the Grizz versus Ferris State. What am I going to get from an execution and per- talent performance standpoint mm-hmm. watching the Cats kill Utah Tech or Stetson? I didn't watch either of those games again. So I watched the SDSU game because you can see, okay, does the offensive line really look good? Yeah, they do. They're going against one of the best defensive fronts in the conference, in the country. You know, it does, does this and that, you know, comparing and contrasting. Matias State goes into Brookings, South Dakota. They commit an uh, unbelievable number of of mistakes and penalties. I think they were penalized 12 times, which is the most ever by a Brent Vegan team. They jumped off sides nine times. I think part of that's because they lost one of their two quarterbacks. I think they had a a cadence thing that they were doing, and I don't think Sean Chambers was in on that. And all of a sudden, he's running a different cadence than what Tommy Mallott was. They're jumping off sides. So many missed opportunities. A punt block down by the goal line. All that stuff. That said... And and I fully believe that Montana State could and should have won that game, but they did not. Still, though, the only team I have seen on film on any replay that outmans the Bobcats man for man is South Dakota State. Mm. The Cats have two really good quarterbacks. 
Mark Gronowski's the best quarterback in the FCS right now, mm. South Dakota State's quarterback. The Cats have two really good tight ends. Zach Hines is getting probably drafted. If not, he's going to go to an NFL camp. South Dakota State has a good tight end, huh? Imagine, Tell me more. Tell me more. Imagine that. They got a fourth straight <laughs> NFL guy. Holy cow, who could have ever predicted that? Yeah. You know, the Cats are great on the offensive line. South Dakota State's got two dudes they're going to get in NFL camps. The Cats have five running backs that would start at most schools in the big sky. The best running back in the country is Isaiah Davis. So, right. I mean, you just go on down the right. line. The Cats are getting great linebacker play. Adam Bach, the inside linebacker for SDSU, who didn't even play in this game, it, it, when he's back, they're going to be even more salty on defense. All that said, though, these are all proven commodities for South Dakota State. Montana State, we're seeing the emergence of some guys that maybe weren't proven commodities that are becoming that. I think that Drew Polidor, the, the free safety for the Cats, is playing at an all-league level. Ryland Ort is turned into a guy that could be a potential All-American at that strong safety spot. The Cats are way deeper at corner than they have been the last couple of years. Yeah. And then you add in the run game. I mean... That, that's the craziest part of what they got going. In this transfer portal era where it's so easy for guys to leave, I truly think that Lane Sumner, who's been on the shelf with an ankle injury, but was their day one starter, Julius Davis, who was at Wisconsin, and the only reason he transfers because he couldn't beat out Jonathan Taylor, Scott Trey Humphrey, who's maybe the best freshman running back in the entire conference, and oh, by the way, Jared White is the most productive out of all of them right now. To have all four of those guys at your disposal, it's like Brett Vegan says, our formula is incredibly simple. If we outrush you and we force more turnovers than you, we will beat you. You cannot beat us. Yeah. You, you put all that together and then you factor in that they're winning the field position game now and they're getting high-level quarterback play. They're getting closer. I'm still not ready to say that they're truly you know, inside track to be in one of those. But they are they are alone in third right now behind the two teams that everybody's been chasing for a really long time. Now, this is still a two-hour show, huh? That's right. It's too bad. That it really is. Because I got one more for you, and okay. we're going to need time. So okay, maybe let's we take, should let's, let's take flip. a break. Okay. Nuance is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Before we take a break, though, this conversation, a continuation of our Brawl of the Wild by the Mile, we got all the way to Brookings, South Dakota, Thanks to Town Pump. We also got all the way to St. George, Utah. Got all the way to Ogden, Utah. Got all the way to Moscow, Idaho. We put a lot of miles on already only in the first month of the season. Couldn't have done it without Town Pump. They're keeping us fueled up all season long. We're going to keep you fueled up. You want $50 to Town Pump? Call us right now. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 4. 50 bucks to Town Pump. More with myself, Coulter Nuanez, and Ryan Tutel right after this. 1029 ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result. 
to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Radio. But she said dad's choice, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's uh, family is listening, and his <laughs> oldest daughter is like, yeah, dad made the playlist. Yeah. I actually made it for dad. Actually, I didn't even put that on, but yeah. that was a uh, a high-rotation track uh, yes, in the indeed. two-tell travels. That is for sure. <laughs> Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Ryan Two-Tell sitting check out with me, Coulter Nuanas. Uh, a good, fun, and worthwhile event coming up next week. The auction is Thursday night at the Wilma, and then the uh, Watson Children's Shelter Pro-Am plays out all weekend long at the Peak Health and Wellness uh, Tennis Center. Here's how this works. You go to the auction, you bid on a variety of unbelievable tennis talent. They have former Olympians, Grand Slam winners, U.S. Open champions. The event promises to be a smashing blend of world-class tennis action and philanthropy. I mean... Matt's Willander is still uh, hanging out at this thing. This guy's won like eight or nine grand slams. Yeah, Matt's Willander had probably the greatest <laughs> single tennis season in the history of the sport in 1987 or 88, I think 87, won three out of four slams Amazing. in one year and uh, is one of the all-time greats. So you go to the auction, you bid on the pros, then you play with the pros throughout the weekend, and the best part is all of the funds that are raised for this tennis pro-am out there at the peak goes to the Watson Children's Shelter. So if you want to find out more, watsonchildrenshelter.org, 1029 ESPN Radio, and the Trail 1033. Once again, proud supporters of this event. Watson Children's Shelter, they have a mission of providing safety, nurturing, and stability to children and families through quality service and trauma-informed care. If you miss anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Uh, what else do we got to talk about? Okay, well, I'll tell you. First of all, I've been to the Watson Children's Shelter uh, uh, Pro-Am for the last, like, four or five years running. And I I got to say, when you marry an event with a cause, yes. those two things together, it's very difficult, I would say perhaps impossible, to find one better than this one. It's as good as it gets. So if you have any inclination to go, absolutely go. Um I know we don't have a ton of time left, Coulter, and I realize that this we're never going to do justice to this, but this isn't a question, it's an opinion that then I want your response okay. to, okay? And I'll try okay. and be as um, abnormally short with this as I can be. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I would say that in the sort of arcs of the programs that are the Montana State Bobcat football program and the Grizzly football program, mm. the Grizzly has been uh, the dominant program for decades and and basically our lifetime sure. probably from 1984 right going forward from yep. 85 i guess i'll yep. start there 19, 1985 when uh the you know 1986 when the grizzlies opened washington grizzly stadium and don reed became right. the head coach then they dominated for the next let's say 25 years and even though jeff choate beat bob stitt in the first cat grizz matchup i think most people still had the grizzlies as the more dominant program and in the second year that Script flipped. Sure. And I here's my opinion. Most of, much of Grizz Nation has been cataloging what's happened the last several years 
as an overlay on what has been happening in Bozeman, Montana for the last several years. Yeah. And it has been the starker because it appears things are going great because they are at That's Montana right. State and not so good or not as good. It's been going good up sure. until this point in Missoula, but not as good. And that ain't That's good right. enough. That's right. I think this past Saturday was another significant shift. And I think that shift became for Montana football fans. Actually, what's happening in Bozeman isn't that important at this moment in time, even though it is stark that they dominated Weber State 42-0 on the day that the Grizzlies lost to a zero-win Northern Arizona team. But I think it became the day where people started to go, oh my, we have problems here. It's not that we're not as good and we should be, or we are better and they just don't, or whatever. It's no longer about them versus us in that in that conversation that's often had. And it will always be about that, of course. That's right. But I think that we just turned a corner into a lot of self-reflection that doesn't have anything to do with what's happening over the past, as they say. We only have about three minutes, so I'll try to address this as quickly as I can. But I think that the way that First of all, Montana in general, the way that their athletic department has operated has been one that is steeped in an expectation of excellence. That's a good thing. One that is very um, acknowledging and proud of the past. It's also a good thing, but also one that's gotten stuck living in the past. Mm. And I think that's where Montana has lost a lot of traction across the athletic department. At one point, I guess the biggest challenge, I've talked with Brian Holsinger, the head coach of Lady Grizz, about this extensively. How do you embrace the unbelievable history of the Lady Grizz and not let that overshadow every single thing that you do as the Lady Grizz today, this moment in time? It's a challenge across the board because there is such great tradition. There was such great success at Montana for such a long period of time. And, oh, by the way, they dominated their rival in pretty much everything. Well, now that's turning. But I also think that there's been this, this sort of omnipresent attitude, at least among some people that support Grizz Athletics, that, well, Bobby Houck's the winningest coach that we've ever seen. Bobby mm. Houck has, has got it done at such a high level for such a long time. He will get it done. Those folks, I think, completely drowned out a lot of the maybe more new age folks that have said, what's going on is not necessarily right. We're not building momentum. We're not getting better as a program. What's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. They've gotten squashed by all the people that live on the, the laurels that were accomplished years ago instead of now. And and you're right. This is completely accentuated by the fact that Montana has had one of the worst losses in the Big Sky era. And because the games were split times, Montana State, four hours later, goes and just beats the absolute tar out of Weber State. So I I, I think it's a great uh, point. But I do think that it's but it's like it's no longer in question who's better. Right. It's it's not even close at this moment in time. But then, but but instead of like now identifying, oh well, how do we get yeah. better than them? How do how do we you know reestablish ourselves as the Montana Grizzlies in yeah. the state of Montana? It's like, well, how do you just like be good? And that is an open question at this moment in time. I mean, it, I don't want to get too uh, dramatic about this, but oh, drama is what we the, live for. The, 
the relics of Rome did not erode overnight. Right. It's incrementally until all of a sudden one more brick and the whole thing crashes down. Right, right. I'm not ready to go there all the way with the Grizz no, yet. No, But it They're is three and one. It is a dichotomy to be sure. Ryan yep. Tutel, Coulter Duanas, we appreciate you rolling with us. Jam-packed lineup tomorrow. Again, Bruce Barnum, Aaron Best, Brooks Duanas, and a whole bunch more. We'll see you at 4 o'clock ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. That's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.